Hello and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington. Bring your reviews from a Christian geek worldview. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about Fast X, the 10th movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. Who in the world ever thought it would get to here? But it has gotten to here and uh, I enjoy this franchise. And so let's get into the 10th entry here. Oh, You know, we'd already be there if Roman wasn't driving four knocks on wheels. You see me shining, baby. We're locked inside. That's a trap. That's a bomb. All right, dorks, what are we blowing up? What? The Vatican? Wow. But you guys are going to hell. Fast X. Dom Toretto and his family are targeted by a maniacal villain who is on a vengeful warpath for the death of his father, the drug kingpin Herman Rise from Fast Five. The great Dom Toretto. If you never would have gotten behind that wheel, I'd never be the man I am today. And now I am the man who's going to break your family. Peace by peace. The devil's coming. Themes, messages, ideas. This is the part of the show where I talk about some of the themes and stuff that popped out to me while watching Fast X. And, you know, as with all the Fast and Furious movies, this is not going to be a deep movie here. This is not a movie that's going to leave you thinking way too hard or way too much really. That said, I think the Fast and Furious movies always have some good family themes. How, you know, if good family is good for you and a good family structure is good for you and, and what it means to be family and those kind of things. This one, definitely still focusing on the, the family themes uh, with maybe the, the more so of a focus with the parental relationship and your, your kids being your legacy kind of thing because... Uh, Dom has a kid now, and so, you know, the the focus of the movie is a little bit more, seems to be a little bit more focused on that than the previous movies were, I'd say. Uh, and overall, you know, some good positive themes there. Again, nothing that's going to leave you thinking too hard. There is uh, something interesting I noticed here, because in, in all the Fast and Furious movies, they, they reference this and stuff a few times, but uh, Dom wears a cross necklace, and they don't really mention, like, Jesus. Jesus or anything ever in these movies, pretty much from what I remember. I, but they, they, that's not really something that they talk about. But in this movie, particularly, there was a, a couple times where the, he would hold the cross and he would say, you know, I have faith, or I, you know, you gotta have faith, or, or something along those lines, which is it's it's interesting. It's very vague. Like they, it's it's to the the point where when I was watching it, I'm like. Okay, are you talking about faith in Jesus, or are you talking about, you know, faith in, in Vin Diesel to get you out of this situation with his cool cars and big muscles, or, I don't know, <laughs> I, I don't know exactly, it's it's very vague, it's, it's not, uh, it's not like a, a gospel message or a Jesus message, really, at least not strongly by any means at all, uh, that said, that popped up a couple times, and in this movie, you know, they go to, uh, what is it, Brazil, where there's the, the giant Jesus statue, and you got a big, like, uh, a shot showing you the Jesus statue and stuff, and then he's holding the cross and saying that kind of stuff, so it's like, there, there's some, it, it's interesting, you know, I see that, and I go, interesting, you know, you gotta have faith, I, I find it very interesting, the, and, and I'm kind of curious as to 
what they're trying to kind of get at. But I mean, at least just kind of taking it f at face value here, they, I guess they would be saying, hey, you got to have faith in Jesus, you know, because they, they're holding the cross and, and it's got some other kind of Jesus Christian kind of imagery in there and stuff too. So it's like, that's, that's interesting. And the, the family that they, they build in here isn't like, it's not like a, a modern woke family of, you know, a bunch of uh, lesbians and stuff, you know? So it's not even, you know, it's, it's a, it's an unconventional family in that it's not, uh, you know, it's, it's just a bunch of random people all brought together and that kind of thing. But it is, a, a traditional family in the sense that, you know, traditional man and wife type relationships and, and brother and sisterly type relationships and no perversion there and stuff. So it's, it's yeah, it's interesting. I, I find this interesting and I don't know 100% where they're going or where they're coming from with that, but it is interesting nonetheless. Let's get to the review. Tommy, I knew you would come for me. So how about we all just start shooting each other? Time to end this. Let's dig some graves. You are not to be trusted. Hey, you ain't on my Christmas list either. As I said earlier, I really enjoy these movies. I think these movies are a lot of fun, and this movie is no exception to that. This movie is a lot of fun, and a lot of that has to do with the amazing action. The action in here is so fantastic. It's so much fun. It's, you know, over-the-top, big, bombastic, but you can follow all the stuff that's going on, and there's the big explosions, driving cars around, crashing things together. This is just the that kind of movie, and it's very, very fun. I will say it's a bit toned down. Action-wise, it's a bit toned down than the previous movies. Now, that said, it's still, like, crazy and over-the-top and ridiculous, but this is, like, like, more on the level of, you know, Fast and Furious 6 and 7 type of over-the-top and ridiculous, as opposed to Fast and Furious 8 and 9, in which they were, like, really pushing that further and further of just how ridiculous they're they're making these movies, you know? And, uh, honestly, I think that's a good thing. Like, I, I, I think I like the the over-the-top and absurd and ridiculous, but maybe restrained a little bit more, you know, we're not going to outer space and stuff, we're, we're not going, we're not, we're not pushing quite to those limits, though we're still, obviously, you know, we're not kicking missiles and stuff, you know, we're, we're pulled back slightly from that, but only slightly, again, we're still like six and seven territory where they're, you know, driving out buildings and into other buildings and stuff like they did in seven, right, so it's still over the top and crazy and insane, but on a slightly more down-to-earth uh, way, which, again, I, th I think is good. This is this movie marks the beginning of the end. Uh, so this is, originally at least, this was supposed to be the, the first movie in the, the two-part finale, kind of, of the series. So it's supposed to be this one and the next one. We're supposed to be able to wrap up the series. And then now Vin Diesel's, like, hinting at maybe they're going to make it into three movies, so it's going to be this one and then two ones after that to end off the series. Who, who knows? I, I don't know what the plan is or what they're doing here as far as how many more movies they're going to make uh, with this, all this, you know, main crew and with Vin Diesel and all this kind of stuff. But this is kind of the beginning of the end, and it, it, it kind of gives you that feel watching this movie that this is the beginning of the end. And I think with that, 
they're trying to bring it back down to earth just a little bit, you know, just just enough to kind of ground it, ground it slightly more with the action and with the insanity, and then also, you know, ground it in the good family relationships that continue forward in this movie, uh, and that that really kind of makes this franchise work because the the action and all that stuff is very fun and it's very, you know, crazy and cool and you know, but, but but what ties it all together and what ultimately kind of what makes them all worth watching and worth watching all the action scenes all tied together like this is <laughs> is all these characters and their relationships and the fun and kind of camaraderie and stuff that we see in there, which is very much present in this movie and is very well done. Very fun. The villain this time is Dante, played by Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa just being so, like, over-the-top, scenery-chewing type of villain. You know, you're just watching him, and you're going, dude, this guy is so over-the-top and extreme. But he, he's, like, the kind of over-the-top and extreme that just kind of fits these movies nowadays. You know, how it fits how absurd and over-the-top these movies are. And so he's, he's less of the mob boss type villain, like his father was, and he's more of just the insane maniac, almost Joker-like villain now. Um, but he is very fun, man. Jason Momoa is really charismatic, and it just really comes across in in a really fun way. Uh, I I really liked his villain here. This one ha- kind of has a feeling a little bit of Fast Five, because if you remember in Fast Five, that's the one where they really brought everybody together. Uh, you know, the previous movies had all been kind of sporadic as far as, you know, who's the main character and, you know, who's, uh, you know, what characters are in the movie and which characters are not in the movie. And then Fast Five brought them all together to, to do a heist, you know, and that was really cool with that movie. This one, in some ways, it's not quite as strong, I guess, with that nature is because it's already been done in this franchise but in some ways this feels like that where they're they're bringing together so many different characters and connections from some of the previous movies in ways that that I thought were cool you know I, th- I think it really uh does feel like this is like building up to the end because they're kind of tying everything into this movie and into you know what they're doing here so it it feels like you know it, it does feel like it's building up to some kind of conclusion you know uh but on on all top of that it adds uh, quite a few new characters in here too i mean Brie Larson shows up in here and if i'm being honest nowadays when i see Brie Larson pop up in a movie uh it's unfortunate but i kind of cringe when i see her popping up in a movie i'm just kind of like eh okay, am I going to like that? But it's like, she is a good actress, though. And in here, she's pretty good. You know, she's she's decent. She's not bad. So I was like, all right, all right. That's nice. She had some fun moments and stuff. So, okay, cool. <laughs> Alan Richardson uh, plays Ames. And if you don't know Allard Richardson, Rich, Richson? Richardson? Anyway, he is Reacher from the Reacher TV show. He plays Jack Reacher in the Reacher TV show. He's fantastic in that. I really like this actor. This actor is just very... Uh, likable, and he is a great addition to this franchise, and I, I just really liked his character in here, and again, I, I really like this actor. I think he's a really just kind of 
charismatic kind of fun actor. And plus, if you didn't know, he's a Christian, and which is which is pretty cool. He's pretty open about his faith, and uh, he actually I, I I don't I haven't watched these videos too much, but he actually releases YouTube videos about uh, Christianity and about his faith and stuff. I haven't watched too many, so I don't know you know if his theology is any good or whatever. But he's very open about it in Hollywood, which is like rare and pretty cool. So cool. Jordana Brewster's in here. This, this is the, uh, she plays the, the wife of Paul Walker's character, which it, it's just, it's weird. Like, I don't understand why her character is here without Paul Walker's character here. And I understand, obviously, Paul Walker's character isn't here because Paul Walker passed away, so he's not going to be in the movies, right? But they, in Seven, they kind of exited out these two characters. These two characters are married, and now, you know, they kind of exited them out of the movies, and they're like, all right, they're going to go live the quiet life, you know, together. And then she comes back, and she's a major part in this movie, and with everything going on, and like this crazy villain coming after her and the family and all this people, it's like, why would, like, like by all means, he would be getting involved, you know? He, he his character would not just sit back on the sidelines and stuff his character would absolutely be getting involved and trying to say help save the day and all this kind of stuff so it's like okay yeah the, it just makes no sense it, to, to me it would have been better just to leave her character out of the rest of the movies which is kind of you know it's kind of unfortunate for her as an actress and her character and stuff i guess as far as if they wanted to continue it but just having her just come back and then they're like, they're like having, you know, the, the lunches and everything that they have with the whole family together, except for Paul Walker's just not there now and without explanation. And I don't know, it's just weird. It's just weird. Again, I think if they just left her out of it and left, and then, you know, Paul Walker's obviously is going to be left out of it. It just would have been better as a whole just to that, just to say they're, they're out of the way. They're trying to, you know, live their quiet life and they're just kind of, they're out of all of this, you know, but but that's not what they did, and they're, they're bringing her back in, and so then it raises the question of, okay, what is his character doing? Why is he not here helping at all, or, you know, what, what's going on? Doesn't make a lot of sense, story-wise. Overall, though, I really enjoyed this movie. I think this is, this is in the top half of the Fast and Furious movies. I would say number seven is my favorite and it, it doesn't surpass seven, but I would say this is right in line with me with five and six, that kind of level of movie, which is, in my opinion, five, six, and seven is really like peak Fast and Furious. 8 and 9, also very fun, but not quite as good as those ones. And this one, this one's more on the level of peak Fast and Furious, in my opinion. Very fun, very enjoyable, and I'm excited for the, the whatever the conclusion of this franchise is going to be. Do you like surprises? I adore them. I'd stay down if I was you. You'll need to hit me harder for that. The game's over, Dom. You lose. Your last ride. Then you might want to buckle up. Fast X is rated PG-13 for intense sequences of violence and action, language, and some suggestive material. I would give it a 4 out of 5 stars on the enjoyability scale.
spoiler time. Now I'm going to talk some spoilers about Fast X, some of the things that happens, the way it ends, all that kind of stuff. So you have been warned, spoiler warning for Fast X. Okay, here we go. Spoilers. Okay, uh, so we do see Paul Walker in this movie, actually, but it's it's like all flashback stuff to Fast Five. Now, I don't know if this is all... I haven't seen Fast Five in several years now, so I don't know if this is all just reused footage from Fast Five or if there's some new footage in there that was CGI'd for him and stuff. He never speaks or anything, but, I, well, he maybe he says a word or two on the road or whatever, but he barely speaks or anything and he's just kind of there, which honestly I thought was kind of a, a neat little thing for like, hey, you know, kind of, again, kind of wrapping everything up. They bring him back, even though it's just in the flashback and in the, the kind of sequence that we've see, already seen before. We're just kind of seeing it in a new light. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, I really like Jason Momoa's villain here and I think introducing him as a character connected in Fast Five, showing the flashback, showing him there in that time and stuff and, and what he was doing and kind of seeing it from his perspective in some ways. I thought that was pretty cool and a good way to introduce him, uh, to give him a good motive of vengeance and stuff, though he was just, he's just totally insane. He is like Joker insanity kind of insane, uh, which is just, it's, it's fun. The way that he, he plays it all off is very fun. Why isn't Kurt Russell in this movie? We got the little nobody, which is, uh, Scott... Eastwood played in here, uh, who I think they made a little less dumb because he was like kind of dumb in some of the previous movies. They made him a little less dumb, which is, is probably a good thing. Uh, <laughs> but then we got Gal Gadot and she is, I guess, Kurt Russell's daughter in this movie, you know, Mr. Nobody's daughter. And but where's Mr. Nobody? They're like, oh, Mr. Nobody, he's gone. You know, where is he at? He disappeared again. Oh, my. And it's like, where is he? I want Kurt Russell to be in this movie. I like Kurt Russell. <laughs> he's a good actor and he is so fun whenever he popped up in these movies. Uh, is this just set up for whatever the, the final movie is? And they're going to he's going to be in that movie, uh, you know, a decent amount or something. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing there. I just wish he was in this movie just because I like Kurt Russell and I like the character that he plays in these movies. Another character they're bringing in here, a new character technically, but a tie-in to a previous character. They bring in the uh, sister of Vin Diesel's son's mother. <laughs> I guess uh, Vin Diesel, Dom's sister-in-law, I guess. Uh, so they, they bring her in and, and she's, I don't know if she's played by the same actress. She looks incredibly similar if she's not played by the same actress, but they, they look very similar anyway. They look like sisters, I guess. And uh, so they bring her in and they, you know, speak a little bit and then they, the villain uses her to get to Dom and stuff like that. So it's, you know, she, she's for the sake of this movie, mostly just a, a pawn to be used in that way. That said, I, I thought it was cool to bring her in and kind of, uh, again, connect to some of the previous movies, just to have all of those connections as we head into the finale, uh, which it really seems like they're doing here. We end this movie on a pretty major cliffhanger, like Vin is gonna die, supposedly, basically, his whole team is dead, though obviously not his whole team is, is not dead. And uh, so th this movie, I was thinking like, okay, they have to, they have to kill somebody. This, this, we're leading up to the end and stuff. They have to kill somebody and they do. They kill John Cena, but it's, but, but at the same time, it's like, 
Okay, they kill John Cena, his his blood brother, that who who eventually like came to his side and stuff at the end of the last movie. So it was like, okay, they they kill him off, and they they made a kind of a fun character out of him in this movie and stuff. That a more lighthearted version of him than what we've seen in uh, Fast Nine is the one he was introduced in, right? But it's like, okay, th that can be a good a good death because they have to have a death they have to have some kind of consequence here for the family the family can't just get out of it scot-free but then at the same time it's like they th this is like a marvel movie you know where they they've revived so many characters they revived michelle rodriguez back from the dead they revived han back from the dead you know they've already revived multiple characters and then they kill john cena and it's like okay but is he actually that is he actually dead or is he gonna be revived in the next movie or whatever and then at the very end of this movie gal gadot's back you know it was was that the that was the uh that was the after credit scene or was that the very end of the movie i think that was the very end of the movie Oh yeah, no, the after credit scene was something else. But Gal Gadot, who, like, if I remember right, she fell off the airplane that they were driving on on that runway for, like, miles and miles and miles. Uh, she, she, like, fell off that and died, supposedly. But now she's back, too. Like, wait, what? She, she's alive as well now, too? So it's just, they're just, again, they're just bringing everybody back. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But... You know, again, it's like a Marvel movie where nowadays the 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 impact of a death is not very strong. They, they they've reduced the impact of anybody's death because they could just come back at any moment because of the story that they're telling. You know, and that's it's just what they're doing, and it's a little bit unfortunate. I wish they didn't bring back El Gadot, uh, and I you know I, I wish they didn't bring back most of the dead characters that they bring back. I don't really like that as a story thing. You know, it, it's just a retcon. Ultimately, is basically what all of them are. You know. And it's, it's just kind of stinks. Uh, <laughs> but the actual uh, after credit scene here is The Rock. The Rock is revealed as being back after having exited the franchise due to being having disputes with Vin Diesel and stuff. And I guess he was they were like arguing about who was the main character of the movie. And they both disagreed because they both thought they were the main character of the movie. And so The Rock left and Vin Diesel stayed the main character. Which is stupid because obviously Vin Diesel is the main character of the movie. Like, what, what are you talking about, Rock? You, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, but I guess, yeah, I, I didn't remember this in Fast Five. But uh, in Fast Five, Jason Momoa... You know, it was like, hey, Dom was the reason my dad died, but you're the one that pulled the trigger, and it cuts back to him, and he pulls the trigger when he's laying there on the road and stuff. So it's like, okay, The Rock's mixed up in this too. He'll probably probably play a major role in the next movie, which I think is great. I think that's fun, and, and hopefully this means that, you know, Vin Diesel and The Rock worked out their differences or whatever, and they're cool with each other too and stuff. But either way, as far as the story goes, I think this is a, a good, fun thing. Uh, so, cool. I'm, I'm excited for that. Uh, ending on a cliffhanger, I could definitely see that disappointing some people or annoying some people uh, because uh, it just seems like, generally speaking, a lot of people don't like that kind of thing, which is understandable. It, it can definitely be annoying sometimes. But I, I guess I was kind of expecting it to, to a certain extent because this is supposed to be like the two-part finale ending kind of thing. So it ends on this big cliffhanger uh, with, you know, supposedly like his family's dying. He, his car gets destroyed and now the, he's blowing up the the dam and it's all going to come down and kill him and everything. And so what's, what's going to happen? How is he going to escape? I don't know, but I'm excited to see Fast X2 or Fast 
11, or I don't know what it'll be called, but I'm excited to see that. And if they divide that into two more movies, I don't, I don't know what that means, what, what that's going to mean exactly. Like, I, I don't know, storyline wise, if like why you would do that other than money, you know, because the studio wants to keep making money. I said, this is one of those franchises where you can kind of do that because the story is not really <laughs> super essential. Uh, it, like, it's more just the characters. As the if, as long as you have these fun, entertaining characters that are taking you through all this fun, bombastic action, then it works. Then we can go along with it, and we're, we're then it's it's all fun, you know. But the the story itself is not like super deep and thoughtful, right? So it's like if they do end up dividing that into two movies, like. You know, it, honestly, that wouldn't bother me too much. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see what they do. What would you think of Fast X? You can shoot me an email, helixreviewspodcast at gmail.com, and let me know. That is it for this episode. Until next time, this is David, a Helix Reviews, signing out. Bye-bye, guys. Yeah.